Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, March 28, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're in the midst of a melt-up operation, and what we're going to do today is provide the next upside targets. Before we do that, we're going to peel back the onion a little bit, and we're going to assess the current market for what it is, where it is, what's likely going on. We'll project out a little bit, and we'll give you the intermediate and shorter-term stuff. Let's go back to last week. We're going to take a look at what's jumping off the page on the daily chart and others. We have to go back to last week, focus on the 100-period moving average, focus on that one down day, and remember we said, I'm not enamored with the short over here. We discussed some reasons why. The market continued higher, closing just underneath the 100-period moving average on Friday. They could have hit it on Friday, but they chose not to hit it on Friday. That's interesting information. I'm filing that away. We'll circle back to that later. Today, they blew through the 100-period moving average. Tells us the destination is somewhere else obviously higher than the 100-period moving average. Forget about everything else, all the indicators, everything that you bought from Joe's Indicator Shop. The market is heading to a destination. What we have to do is identify where that destination is. What's the next number? Well, it's not that far away, but we have a pretty good idea, and we have the reasoning behind why. We'll start with 458.07. Now let's go to why and where that comes from. We have a pretty good case. First, we want to look at this pivot high here, And this pivot high here, the market told us by running up there and immediately getting rejected that those two prices, and they're very close together, they're not the same, they're close together. Those two prices or that area is important. The second time, they really collapsed down, putting in that low that we've been talking about forever. So now, the market appears to be making another run for another test of that area. Do we know that the market's going to get rejected from that area on the next time up? And the answer is no. We don't know it's going to get rejected. What we're focused on right now is where is the market getting sucked up into? What is that destination or target on the upside? Not where it's going to reverse just yet. We'll handle that as a separate topic. But that's not exactly where the 458.07 comes from alone. So the high in this candle here was 458.12, and the high in this candle was 457.88. It's somewhere kind of in the middle, close to the 458.12, but that's not really where it comes from. It comes from something else and then reconfirmed by the fact that the market ran up to these prices here and was rejected summarily twice. So what exactly is the 458.07? Well, it's quite simple. In one of my courses, specifically the Lazy Gap Trader course, and I believe I go over it in the Lazy E-mini course as well, we discuss midpoints. What's a midpoint? It's very simple. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's the midpoint or halfway mark in between two important numbers. 
Now, why would that be important? Why wouldn't we just consider the important number, number one important, important number, number two important, what's the deal with the midpoint? Well, we don't have to have a deal with the midpoint, it just is. We'll notice over time, over and over and over again, that the market not only respects the numbers, but it respects the midpoint in between numbers. Not every time, it depends on what kind of numbers it was and where they come from. So here's the situation. We're gonna keep this pretty simple. So here's a pivot high and here's a pivot low. So the market will make garden variety retracements along the way. When the market's going back up, it's retracing a portion of the move. It went down, it's retracing back up, vice versa. If the market's going down, it's likely retracing a portion of an up move. That's the concept behind retracements. There are garden variety retracements. A 3A2, a 50% retracement, a 618, a 786, a 100% retracement. Well, some of them, I tweak the numbers just for rounding purposes. So I use 25% instead of a 23.6 or whatever that number is. 786, I just use 75%. Sometimes it comes up short, sometimes it spikes through. It's just for ease of explaining purposes. So if we have garden variety retracements, for example, and let's just say we have a 618 somewhere here and we have a 75% somewhere up here, and guess what? Smack dab in the middle of those two retracements, this isn't the scale, my lines were just thrown in there while I'm talking, but in the middle of the two retracements, the one we just blew through and the next one on the board is 458.07, that would be the midpoint. Now, in and of itself or by itself, it may not be as important as if it shows up with other stuff creating a stackable situation, a full stack situation. In this case, we're telling you, I'm telling you, I think, that the market is getting sucked up into this area. It's being drawn to it like a magnet. We talk inside the numbers and in here that certain things around the market, certain numbers, certain resistance areas or support areas, they end up being magnetic. Price gets drawn in, whether it's up or down, price gets drawn in. So I think price is getting drawn in, not only because of the midpoint, but let's go back to what these were. These were important here and here. So you have one reason, two reasons, and now you have a third reason as the midpoint where the market's getting sucked up into this area. Doesn't mean it's gonna stop there on a dime. It's a target. That doesn't mean the target is an immediate short. You have to separate the two things. If I say something's a target, that means the market is expected to get there. That doesn't mean the market is expected to turn around when it gets there. It may, but a target, first and foremost, is is the market going to get to the target? Period. Don't read anything more into it. Now we go to the weekly chart, and we'll remember a couple of other things. Now, the 458.07 is a number. It's a number from a garden variety retracement that works whether you're on a weekly chart or a daily chart, but we also now have something else. So we had two pivots and a midpoint. That's three things. How about number four? Now, number four is slightly higher, but it's in the general vicinity slash general zone. 
So we have a breakdown candle. The high is 459.96. We're going to round it to 460. There's a gap above. There's a lot of stuff going on here. So we're just going to say for now, for tomorrow, Tuesday, in between 458.07 and maybe slightly higher but below 460, the market should find garden variety of resistance. And by the way, what else do we have on the weekly chart? Well, remember, we had the weekly tail candle, then we had the weekly reversal candle from the week ending the 18th of March, and here we are after the weekly reversal candle. We had a follow-through week last week, and here we are headed to an apparent destination. Let's look at this area one more way. You just take a look at this and say, all right, so the market basically consolidated. It ate time off the clock, and it looked like it was going to break higher until it failed. We talked about that at the time. So basically, isn't the market running back to retest a former breakdown area? So instead of breaking out in the northern direction, the market failed, and it broke down. So after the reversal, the market has now trekked its way back to run a test in the vicinity of a former breakdown area. How often do we speak of these? Quite a bit. Put all this stuff on a sticky note. We'll conclude that piece of the conversation with this. Under normal garden variety market conditions, the market, meaning the SPY, the S&P 500, is not going to just blow through or waltz past the graveyard up past this area without some kind of overhead resistance taking hold. Now, maybe the market goes sideways for a while up there, eating time off the clock. Maybe it gets rejected. We don't know yet. Things happen from a shorter time frame first. Then they morph from there. We're only concerned right now with the target. What about the other side? All you've been talking about the whole video is the bullish case. Isn't there a bearish case? There's always two sides to the coin. We do play the umpire calling balls and strikes. What would we say for the other side? Well, if the market is selling off in the morning, you wake up Tuesday, it's turnaround Tuesday, the market's trading down in the morning instead of pushing up into this area. And by the way, that's very possible. We're not saying that the market has to get to 458 on Tuesday. What we're saying is that's a likely target. Doesn't mean it can't pull back. Tuesday morning, pulled back a little bit Monday morning, today. And we'll get more into that later because not only did we have where it was going to pull back to, but we had where it was going to bounce from back up in the northern direction. Didn't know it was going to finish on the highs, but can't know everything. Here's what we'll use as a benchmark for the bear case. Until or unless they're trading below and beginning to close candles below specifically really an hourly candle would be the first order of business where things are shaky for the bull case things may be turning around at least in the short term where does that trouble begin get out a sticky note it first begins at 452.40 and then it really gets going below today's low which for rounding purposes is right around 450 you will have come back underneath the 100 period moving average. It will be called by the technical crowd a failure in the making, and the market could certainly pull back for a couple of days. If all that's taking place, and you know the drill, 
Inside the number members will have a beat on the information, including the specific numbers, first thing in the morning, beginning at zero dark 30. Speaking of, let's check out inside the numbers. Let's see what was going on today. We're going to run through the commentary, point out some important things, then we'll circle back to stocks on the move. So we had a happy Monday on our hands. The first thing is hanging around the flat line after a strong finish last week. Nothing earth shattering. We're just stating the obvious right out of the gate. So we want to get down to the numbers. Again, sticky note time. Above last week's close is 453.75 and 455.17. They're both important, but for their own reasons. They're close together, so we call it a zone. On the other side of things, we have a spot around Friday's close. We have 451.75, 450.75, and the big fat round number of 450. I'm running through this now. They're going to show up later. Pay attention to the numbers. They're important. And they're important to know if you're active in the market during the trading day in order to make money with. First, let's focus on 453.75. Just for visual purposes, right at the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line is at 453.75. And you'll see here, early in the morning, this is right around 10 o'clock, they miss it by pennies. The high was 453.65, missing it by a dime. Why is that important? We were looking for a short up there. We'll get back to that. That was another number on the board. You're also going to see this one show up later in the commentary. Might as well put it up there now. Wet your whistle a little bit. Let's move along, see what else we've got. Not much going on right before the opening bell. We're looking at 453.75 if they goose the market a little bit. That's where they would be headed. It's overhead resistance. You know the story. Now here we go, 9.25, before the bell, food for thought. If they run up early to 453.75, I'm interested in a short trade. So we had a quiet open. Closing candles, if they can, above 452.79, should open the door for a test of that same 453.75, or at least close to it. They got within a dime. I'm interested in a short up there if they do it. All right, let's move along. Certain things on the chart are magnetic. The 100-period moving average on the daily chart is around 453.48, just below my number. I like my number. It represents a little bit of a spike right to an important number. I'm still taking a short up there. Now, as a just-in-case or if they continue higher, we're saying the next area is 455. Remember that zone, so you'd have to add on to the position up there. They got there late in the day, not in the morning. You know what happened. They came up short, but we're just running through the commentary. Okay, so 10 o'clock, they come up short and all that stuff. Some traders jump in front. They're short the market. They get a trade out of it. Good for them. That's fine. Now what we're saying is if they start to pull back, a shallow pullback is one thing, but if they get below 452 and a quarter, it's a problem for the bull case and higher prices right away. Therefore, 451.85 and 450.75 would become targets on the downside. Here we are again with the chart. It came up 10 cents short. It was a give or take type of situation. I was waiting for the higher number, but traders can jump in front if it's what suits them. What we also said was getting below 452 and a quarter was trouble for the bull case. Here's 452 and a quarter. They test it, bounce. 
test it, try and bounce again. Give it up, close candles below, where do they go? 450.75 down to the fat round number of 450, give or take a few pennies, and return in the other direction. Let's see what the notes say. Staying above 452.79 keeps the door open. Closing candles below 452 and a quarter is the problem for the bull case. Same thing, just keep reiterating the same thing. The market is doing the thing. You had a little bit of a tweener slash way station, 451.85, and we're moving along. Once they close candles below 452.25, which they finally did, they should get to 450.75, which they did. We're moving along. And here it comes, 11.36, here comes 450.75. We discussed it all morning long. There should be a bounce back in the other direction at or around that spot or even down to the big fat round number of 450, which is only 75 cents below or slightly in front of it. What was low of day? 450.06. We see the market do the same shit over and over and over again. That's why the notes appear in the way they do. They're not fooling anybody. Well, I take that back. They're fooling a lot of people. They're not fooling us most of the time. And we're moving along. So here was the update after lunch. The market did both things we said this morning. First, they went down to the big fat round number of 450. We said 450.75, but they could get to 450, and they did, making a low of 450.06. They were supposed to turn around and go back in the other direction. They did that. We're moving along. Now, 154, the tape is slow, and they floated back up in the normal light volume floater fashion. Remember, there's still unfinished business at 453.75. Before this, at 154, they hadn't done it yet. They never got there. They were on their way back there. Maybe an end of the day jam session. They did it even before the end of the day, but you get the point. And that's really the end of the notes for the day's session. The business was laid out in the morning session. What about stocks on the move? Four on the board this morning. We're going to take a look at two which hit their entry objectives, Cuervo and Beyond Meat. We're also going to look at Murphy Oil, M-U-R, because it was one of those heartbreak hotel type situations. We'll take a look at that one first. The number for Murphy was 38. The low of day was 38.06, and you can see what happened next. So we were left at the altar on that one, little bit of front-running situation. We move it along. QRVO, 124.50, made an attempt to get lower early in the day in the first candle, rallied up, did the thing later in the day. That was obviously the number. They then went on a rocket ride, finishing just short of 129. How you doing? It pays to know your numbers. Then we had meat. I don't know why it has to be beyond. There's nothing wrong with meat. 45.64 on the board, bright and early, around zero, dark 30. Opening print, 45.65, low of day, 45.50, rocket ride up next. Not easy to get into a trade that's hovering right at the number at the opening bell, but to the point, the numbers work. What do we got going over in Camp IWM? They're eating time off the clock, above the convergence of these moving averages, building energy to get into or at least run a test of or close to this 100-period moving average. 
That's it, period, full stop. Only getting below those moving averages and closing daily below those moving averages takes that off the table. You might have a down day, might have a down day or two, but while this is going on, the back and forth, eating time off the clock, that's the way the market tells you they're building energy to make another move. Now, if the first move is up, the generally speaking, the next move will be in the same direction. So here we have a move up from the lows. Here were lows. Here was a higher low. But we have a move up from the lows. We have eating time off the clock in a bullish fashion, a bullish pullback, a bullish flaggish thing. Call it whatever you want. That's what's going on. Don't read anything more into it than that. What did we say about this weekly chart a few weeks ago? We said this was a bearish flaggish thing, but... What if they start to run a test of the breakdown candle high? It'll begin to take this bearish flaggish thing off the table. You get above the 20-week moving average, above this breakdown candle high, there is no bear flag. That was what was going on. They were riding and being supported at the 100-period moving average on the weekly chart. We talked about it a number of times. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What are they doing? Same thing. They're eating time off the clock in a bullish, flaggish fashion. 16.825 doesn't have to be the end of the run, but it is a target that should be reached on the upside, period. Below Friday's low, this is the umpire thing, the ball and strike. Below Friday's low, and the door opens for a test of the 100-period moving average, maybe down to the 20-period moving average. The door would start to open for a test of the breakup candle low. That's not happening now. That's if they got below Friday's low. What about the Q people, the Silicon Valley annexed over in Austin, Texas? Yeah, they're headed to the convergence of those moving averages. 368.50 was a great target. Doesn't mean they have to stop on a dime at 368.50. It means it's a good target. XLF, anything wrong with the financials? Above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with the financials. The next target would be $40, maybe $40 and a quarter, and then up to the $40.65. That's been on the board. That's where they're headed. They're going to grind their way up there. About Smash Mouth, they tried to kill Smash Mouth today. They turned around, finished above Friday's high, above Thursday's high, which is a big-time reversal candle or big up move. It wasn't really reversing the market, just that one-day wonder. 479.60 is a big-time target. If they start getting above 283, that's extra bullish. They'll go right into the 100-period moving average. Right now, at present, they should find overhead resistance before the 100-period moving average, in my humble opinion. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.